Hey everybody, welcome to another bonus episode. This is Reservations. I'm Jeremy Blair. And I'm Rain Whalen. Um, bonus episode that we've had to do fucking twice. This is the second time we've had to do this. A little, a little inside baseball. This oh is the my second God. recording. A little, little behind the scenes. A little uh, BTS. Um, no, don't say that. They'll burst into the door. No! <laughs> I've never heard a single BTS Me song. Me either, but there's like fucking 20 of them. They're like Wu-Tang. There's so many of them. <laughs> Just compared... One of the greatest rap groups yeah, ever. Right. I love Wu Tang so much. Everybody knows I love Wu Tang. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's something. But I'm so <laughs> upset. Number one, that I have to rehash my feelings for these films. But but to see, twice. but don't you like that at the same time that you get to actually once again say how much you hate? Yeah, these three movies. That's true. And I get to be a little bit more. Uh, 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 I get to add one instead of kind of pussyfooting around. Right. Well, I'm also going to be a little nicer to the middle one, I think. I, I'm, oh, that, that one. I'm, I'm going to be a little nicer, I think. I. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, for those who don't know, we are discussing movies we hate. Yes. Uh, in this episode. Yes, we uh, once talked about uh, movies we love that everyone else hates, but these are movies that we hate. Yeah, um, which, you know, like, hate's a strong word for me. Like, if I didn't like a movie, I just won't watch it. But there are a few. There's a few out there that I... Yeah, because, like, today I was, I was kind I of thinking hate. maybe I could, like, pick another one, right? Right. To make it fresh for me, you know? Right. Um, but you just couldn't? Well, it's like, I, I want to pick ones that made me mad, right? That's true. Ones that's, that make me mad. Fair. Those are the ones that I hate. Yeah. Because I got angry, you know what I mean? Like... The middle one, you know, Snowman. It didn't make me angry. I was just really You're disappointed. disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I'm not mad. I'm just, just disappointed. Which cuts so much deeper. It's, yeah, I mean, first cup is the deepest. <laughs> Baby, I know. Um, so, let's go ahead and get started. So, uh, Jeremy, I will let you start. Okay. Again. <laughs> Even though I know the order. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, first up, man. It's uh, James Cameron's Avatar. God, I hate this movie so much. Yeah, I just... Uh, I hate it because it's pretentious. And, you know... Set coming from the guy who made us do an episode over Mother. Yeah. Which <laughs> I said. That movie's pretentious too, but I but this liked... Is a, but this is a new level of pretentious. This is. This is a level of pretension that comes from taking story that isn't yours, right? This is taking from... Fern Gully. Fern Gully. I mean, essentially. I'm, I'm thinking... He may not know what Fern Gully is, which would be impossible because it's so similar. Could you could Ferngully. you imagine if Cameron had never seen Fern Gully? He, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, right? Because he, he's did he write Avatar? I just know he directed it, and I know that was the big fucking thing. Like, oh, James Cameron's directing Whoa, this movie. Avatar. Um, but I if he if he wrote it and no one fucking told him, like, hey, James, this is. This is like Fern, like Fern This is exactly Fern Gully. This is shot for shot Fern Gully. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. What's Fern Gully? And they're like, oh my God. But really, I mean, there's no way he's never seen Dance with Wolves. There's no oh, way there's he's ne- never seen, seen Pocahontas. Pocahontas yeah. Or at least heard of Pocahontas, right? And uh, A New World, if we want to talk about, you know, different oh, yeah. adaptations. Shout out to right? Terrence Malick. Yeah, Terrence Malick, right? Like, he seems like the type, right, to see those movies. Yeah, Cameron... He doesn't seem like the type who wouldn't watch other people's movies. I don't... I wouldn't be surprised if you never heard of Fern Gully. Like, that's not... You know what I mean? Like, that's not an issue for me. 
it's too much like Fern Gully yeah. for me to be like, maybe he's seen it, you know? The only difference, instead of having the main character shrink down to size, he just uploads his consciousness into a blue body. Yeah, a big old blue body. They're big like, old blue body. They're like seven feet tall or whatever. Uh-huh. I have seen the movie once, by the way. So this is this is coming from, how old is this movie? Almost 20 years No, old? not 20. 15? I don't fucking know. Uh, 2009, I think. Uh, 11. No, 13. Okay, so this is 13 years of hatred. One one time. I've seen it once. And I guess maybe I should watch it again. Dad and I have this thing. You want to borrow my three hour long director's cut? Never. See, where, you actually, where you actually have to take the disc out and then put the next disc in. And then you have to tell it, continue wow. with director's cut. Or you can switch it to like a different cut of the movie. DVDs have more storage than that. They that can, but that's they a DVD. Movie. That mine's a DVD. That's so weird. I know. That's so weird. Just, and, they're just go to Disney Plus and watch it. Whatever. I'm not going to. And that's the problem. Because Dad and I have this thing where we bond over hating Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. How dare you, sir? Okay, now here's the thing. Okay? And this is... I'm getting into Avatar, but I've even mentioned it to him. Like, if we were to watch it again, we may like it. What, Hitchhikers? Yeah. Dude, it's so good. If we were to... But we never will. Because we've hated it for too long. It's too late. You know? I'm not okay. saying I'd like Avatar again. Because I don't think I would. <laughs> if I watch it again. I'm not saying I would. I honestly don't think so. And that hatred runs real deep. Hitchhikers is... We even say the movie that shall not be named. Like, we, <laughs> we're so silly. But, like... We acknowledge that we would maybe be nicer... And give it a favorable review mm-hmm. if we watch it again, but it's just too late. It we're too far gone. I don't know, man. This one just seeing it once, I think I got a good grasp on it. Well, and you're like, so like, so I I I, I enjoyed the movie. I mean, I have not even it's, touched on one. Like it's it. not. It's. I mean, it's not like the best movie I've ever seen. Like, I I appreciate for what James Cameron was trying to do with this. Like, nothing had been done at this level. And that's what I appreciate for it. And I said this in the first recording. Right. I just don't like what came out of Avatar is all the money. And, like, you know, this was, at the time, the biggest movie, you know, ever made. And this biggest, you know, uh, box office numbers. And because of that, Cameron's now going to make four fucking sequels. And it's not about... He claims it's about boundary pushing, but we all know it's it's money grab. It's a money grab. You know, it's also, you know, prestige. He's trying to get, you know, I'm sure Endgame. Was it Endgame that knocked it off? Yeah, Nick, well, see, Endgame knocked it off, and then somehow Avatar came back and beat it. I don't know the fu- how the fuck how? that happened. No idea. He probably fucking put it back in theaters. For like, well, that's what that's what Disney did with Endgame. Remember, they, well, yeah. they briefly, for like a two-week window, they put it back out in theaters with like, extra 30 minutes see but to me disney is like sort of faceless and like it's not even i can't put a person to it right uh-huh. i can put a person to, to james, james cameron <laughs> he's one person and i and so i can put sort of this this you know uh, type of greed and stuff to this person and pretentiousness and just overall cockiness to one person yeah and i will and i do and that's what i'm doing it's when he put 
Titanic back in theaters, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was such bullshit. His thing about the Titanic, by the way, that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> Haley and I watched this thing on Disney+. Plus. I know we talked about it. They don't know this. But we talked about it in the other recording. But uh, he did this thing where he was trying to figure out. With today's technology. Yeah, with today's technology. if he, Today being subjective. That he got the the break correctly in the in the ship itself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and who fucking cares, right? Number one. But number two, it was a lot of back padding, like patting himself on the back, right there. Yeah, it's like, a lot of this. Okay, like it's a lot of jerking himself off. That's what he's doing. Like sidebar, like wanting to know how the Titanic actually broke is very interesting because the 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 two halves of the ship are like miles apart. So, like, cool. If he just wanted to know maybe how it could have happened, miles happen, apart. I don't think that's true. But I'm pretty sure they're pretty sure they're whatever. But yeah, it, it was a lot of back pat. Like it's a lot of patting yourself on the back. Like, look, he had Bill Paxton in the movie explain it perfectly how the break happened. Good enough for me. I Bill, don't care. You know what? I'm never going to be like. I wonder if that was true. Who cares? R.I.P. to Bill Paxton. By R.I.P. to Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton's an actually good filmmaker. Um, now I should say. Okay, I don't want to just be like, I hate all of James Cameron stuff. No, I don't. Because he gave us T2. He gave us T2 to give us Aliens. Yeah. Okay? Those movies are fucking rad. Yeah. Okay? Like, you watch you watch the first Terminator, and you're like, all right, this, this, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Then you get to T2, and you're, you're like, like oh, oh, my, my God. oh, my God. It's so good. And then, you know, Alien is amazing, right? Yeah, how Ridley Scott. Yeah, how, how Ridley Scott already set that bar pretty high. And then Cameron came in and was like, hey, hey, buddy. I'm gonna set that even higher now. Because what Cameron, what Cameron did, to his credit, he said, "We can't do a horror movie because we've already seen it." Right. The whole right. point of Alien being a horror movie was, "What is this thing? What does it look like? What is it doing?" Now you got to make it an action movie, right? Yeah. And that's what he did. He switched the genres, but keeping the. It's amazing, right? Yeah, it's man. Such a good idea for a sequel that was predicated on. The original was predicated on seeing it will ruin it, right? Or seeing it will no longer it's uh it will no longer make you scared, right? It's it's it's, it's like uh, Spielberg and Jaws. It's like Spielberg and Jaws, exactly. So making it into an action movie and creating this you know this expansion of this world, brilliant, right? Love it. And no then problem. he decided, hey, I'm gonna make a movie with the papyrus font. About blue people and environmentalism. Oh, is it about the environment? I Wait. had no idea. Jesus Christ. And, you know, and it had so many great actors and actresses in it. It did. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, Giovanni Ribsy, uh, Stephen... Can't, sure. think, can't think of his last name. Sure. Then you got Sam Worthington. Yeah. But, man. Zoe Zanana. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, big fan of the actors and everybody in it, but it's just the oh God, the movie's so bad, and it's as long as shit. Yeah, especially the three-hour-long director's cut. Would never in a million years, <gasps> man. Um, and it's not even length is not the problem. You yeah, know? I mean, you... because I've seen, I've sat through movies longer than that. It's well, it's the fact that this movie is three hours long. I can't handle. You know, do you you feel like it should the director's cut should have been much shorter? Yeah, the director's cut is. Slicing off. How long is the... Do you know how long the other one is? I think it's like two and a quarter. Okay. So slicing off two hours would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so just a 30-minute movie? Yeah. 
<laughs> Blue people, environment. We won the war. Everyone leave the planet. Uh, mining bad, you know, <laughs> whatever. I, who cares? Um, industrial bad, environment good. I yeah, blue blue people are Native Americans, and then you know it's like I got it. Um, I yeah, it's just it's it's a movie I I can't stand, and a lot of it is just because it's a story I've heard a million times. Yeah, I mean, well, and like, had he done something maybe a little bit different with it, do you think maybe it would have? Yes. I think that would have been like, it, it, like, like I don't think it was wrong of him to take the environmental approach, but maybe do it a different way. Do you think maybe you might have liked it a little bit more? Yes, absolutely. I, I think that's probably my main problem with it. And then the, and then now he's a fucking genius. Fuck you. No, he's not. <laughs> All right. I think, and again, that's one of the reasons I hate it. Is so many people like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's almost like I'm seeing right through this thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you guys aren't. Or maybe they're just not assholes. Maybe I'm an asshole and I can't look past it and I can't just sit in and enjoy it, which may also be true. But I'm not going to change. So I'm not going to change my ways. Yeah, Avatar sucks. I don't like it. Well, I mean, it's kind of a good segue into into my one. And this is a new one. Oh, a new one. Oh, Uh, that's... (laughs) Uh, this one, universally, no one liked. And the reason why I am choosing this one is because I am I, I'm, I, I defend this franchise, I guess. Mainly the first two. More so the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one is just... It, it, it just took everything that was being built up and just shat on it. And that's the mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Yeah. Okay. Like, look... I love the 1999 Mummy movie. A lot of people do. It's it's great. I love Brendan Fraser because that's when he's like at the pinnacle of his powers. Yes. You know, a man's got that jaw that could cut glass. I'm a big fan of Brendan Fraser. Uh, then they did The Mummy Returns, which was... I didn't see it. It was okay. Um, that was The Rock's first like big movie. That I remember. Um, and then they CGI'd him at the uh, in the third act. Yeah, I saw that. Which that I've seen. doesn't look good. Did you know he's trying to reboot that? He's the trying Scorpion to, King? The Scorpion King. As an executive producer. And I'm like, no, dude, if you're going to reboot it, be in it. Oh, he's not going to be in it? No, nah, at least I don't think so. I don't know. But then they made this one. And, like, I remember going to the, going to the, uh, when it was Hollywood theaters. Um, I remember going, I think I was seeing a movie with a friend of mine. And. Was it I, me? Uh, this would have been, like, 2008. That movie came out in 2008. So I don't think we... We knew it. each other, though. Did we know each other? I don't, yeah. know. I don't think... I don't think it was you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I think I was going to see a movie with someone. And I remember seeing the poster there for in the coming attractions. And I was like, what? A third Mummy movie? And I was so excited. Uh-oh. Um, That's how they get you. And it's... It's just not good, man. I even was re-watching it relative to this recording. I was re-watching it to make sure, like, okay, do I really hate this movie? Yeah. And I do. Yeah. Because it's so dumb. And it's way too convoluted. Like, I mean, all all three, let's be honest, all three are kind of convoluted in plot and, like, why characters have certain... Uh, uh, um, yeah. Why certain characters want to do certain things. Sure. But this one is overly... 
convoluted. Yeah, I I've seen the first one, and I think it's okay. I I, I love it. I, I think that it's fine. I I, I, I think whatever to me. Well, and you said it perfectly right before we started recording. Um, Rachel Weiss yes. and Brennan Fraser's chemistry is just. It's perfect. And Rachel Weisz is great, man. Yeah. And Not to say Maria Bello sucks. I, I'm a big fan of Maria Bello. Yeah, she's great. But she and Brian don't have that kind of chemistry. They, they're not really... And especially, I just recently actually watched a video where someone talked about how Tomb of the Dragon Emperor was... Like, they, they were trying to make Evie and Rick more of like the old married couple. Even though they've probably only been married for maybe 10 years. Yeah. Like, they're not the old married couple. But then, like, Brendan Fraser is supposed to be... You know, a dad to this 18-year-old kid who's supposed to, you know, and Rick O'Connell's supposed to be older, but Brendan doesn't look that old, you yeah. know? And, it and like, the movie just is just so... Your belief wasn't suspended. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and, of course, and also, this movie uh, almost killed Brendan, you know? He, he, as he said, I was held together by glue and duct tape by the end of it. Yeah. And, like, that ain't cool, man. Don't, right. don't, don't do that to the phrase, man. So, like, I've... That's funny. I've seen moments and bits of Maria Bello in this movie. And I don't like it. Now, she, why they just didn't decide to write her out of it, the character, out of it, I don't understand. I think it's because... I think, I always think that's a better option than getting someone else Than, to like, do. recasting? Yeah. yeah. I think it's because how the, what they establish with The Mummy Returns is Rick and Evie are a package deal. Like, if you're not going to have Rick or Evie, then, like, I don't know. Don't then have, have her die. Kill her off. They technically did kill her in The Mummy Returns, but then they brought her back to life. Ugh. Because, you know, they had The Book of the Living. No, the... Yeah, yeah The Book of the... I don't fucking remember. Because yeah. they don't even follow their own rules in the second one. But the third one, the, the, like, the writing is really, really bad. They underuse Jet Li as the villain. And Jet Li plays a really good villain. But they underuse him because he CGI'd the, most of the movie mm. until, like, the last... 30 minutes and then it's gently again it's just and like i wanted to appreciate how they were trying to tell the story of how the terracotta soldiers in china were you know maybe created by adding some sort of mythology behind it but it was just unnecessary and then i was kind of curious who directed this movie and the guy who directed this movie directed the movie that has spawned a million movies. He did the very first The Fast and the Furious. Oh, is that true? So thanks to that asshole, <laughs> we have 20 million of those movies. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, he also did Triple X. Oh, nice. I saw, I've which, seen that one. Now, granted, I love Triple X. But I was like, come on, man. And it just, it's just not good. It's, And that's, I think, why I don't like it. Is it's just It's not good because I love the first one. Yeah. First one's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second one's okay. You were also excited about it. And that yeah. makes a world of difference. Being excited for something and being really let down. Yeah, because I, I remember the poster. It kind of had, like, it was kind of reminiscent. Uh, maybe Future Rain will find that poster. Um, it was kind of reminiscent of the the very first Mummy poster. And it said, you know, the Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, Brendan Fraser, Jet Li. And I was like, oh, my God. Those two together? Like, what? And then I saw it and was like, what is this? Yeah. Like, the comedy is really forced. Like, it's not, as I was kind of telling you about How I Met Your Father versus How I Met Your Mother, 
comedy is very forced in Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, as we're in the very first mummy, is very natural, especially because Brendan Fraser is such a damn good physical comedian. Mm -hmm. Like, his physical comedy is awesome. And in this one, they're like, hey, like, wouldn't it be kind of funny if Rick O'Connell's trying to learn how to fly fish, but then he gives up halfway through and shoots the fish? Wouldn't that be so funny? Like, that's how... Classic Rick O'Connell, you guys. Exactly. And it just, it's... uh... That's funny. And I have the the three-pack collection. I'm looking. And the only reason why I got that because I liked the the slip art yeah, work for yeah. it, because I really only wanted it for the first one, but you I can't get that. you can't find the first one without the other two. That's so. a shame. You can't get this the the one on its own. Oh, who knows? Maybe they actually did do it, but at the time, that was the only way I could get it. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, man, it's just just a letdown, dude. And yeah. then and then like, sorry, we'll move on to your next movie. Nah, that's like, fine. Take your time. But like. So in The Mummy Returns, they introduce the character of Alex, which is Evie and Rick's son. And in this movie, he's, you know, like almost 20 or however old he's supposed to be. So in The Mummy Returns, he's a little British boy Mm -hmm. because they live in London and Evie's British. In this one, somehow Alex has an American accent, even though they've continued to live in London. So he is... (laughs) unexplainably American all so, of a sudden. like, they didn't even try to explain why he has an American accent? Nope. Okay. They, just, they just moved on. Like, oh, like, when he, you know, runs into his parents, like, one of those whole things, where, because, like, Alex is in China, and his parents don't know he dropped out of college, and and so they just happen to be in China at the same time. It's so dumb. Anyway. That's dull. That's, they're, they're just like, dumb. Alex, what are you doing here? And they just, it's just, <laughs> and then, like, fucking Yetis in it. It's, dumb yetis it's terrible terrible cgi like like okay man like the cgi in the 99 is better is better yeah which makes no fucking sense oh they cared more probably you know that's probably it yeah hey i'm looking at your thing right now because i was maybe there's a movie you have that i hate (laughs) (laughs) well i know there's a few well i you know i like i've said before i'm not i'm not doing you know, Wes Anderson stuff. Because like I've said before, it's it's not that I hate it. It's just not for me. I can right. appreciate things about it, you know? Because I don't want to be like that. You know what I mean? Like You wanna be that guy. Hating on shit just to hate. You know what I mean? Like I need I have reasons for my hatred. You know? <laughs> like it, it comes it comes from my heart. Yeah. Like me corazon. You know? Yeah, <laughs> That's me, Kurzweil. All right, buddy. Well, so do you see any over there, or do you just want to go into your next movie? Yeah, I'll just do my next one. Okay. I, I really, I, I can't <laughs> see any that I hate. I mean, there are some I don't like. That is a hundred percent sure. But there, you know, nothing that I just am angry about. You know, because that's that's part of it. Not the Great Gatsby. No, because where <laughs> I did where I did not like that movie. It's it's not the movie's fault. It's the story I don't like. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? I don't like the other one either. The the Robert Redford one. It's just because I don't like the story. I think the yeah. story is bullshit. We talked about that. Um, <laughs> Shout out to our great Gatsby. Yeah, episode. go watch that if you want to watch me get super fired up <laughs> about fucking Buchanan going, oh, is that your house? It's like, you're just fucking there, dude. Like, yeah, that's his house. Right? Buchanan? Is that right? Yeah. Tom yeah. Buchanan. Yeah. Buchanan's like, Gatsby's like, oh, that's my house across the lake. It's like, oh, no shit. He goes, yeah, dude, you were there yesterday. You know? Yeah, you were at a party. Sorry, everyone. Oh, that's my dad. 
It makes me super angry. Anyway. So um, your second movie. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to skip. You're going to skip that one? I'm going to skip it and go straight into the last one. because Let's do it. Um, because, you know, I'm fired up. You're, you're F you, you're fired up? Yeah, I might as well just stay fired up, I guess. Um, <laughs> so this one I watched at work. And again, I was intrigued. Now, I didn't think I was going to like it. That was not part of this. I knew it was going to be fine at best, right? But it made me so mad. <laughs> because I think because I know there are other movies out there or other people trying to make movies. I think that's probably what makes me so angry is I know there are much more talented people out there uh-huh. that are trying to make their movies. And this one got made instead. You know? Uh, oh, it, it's old. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. Uh, old. Um, so this movie is bad. Um, but it's bad in a very unique way that it's... M. Night used to be so good. Yeah, shout out to Unbreakable and Split. Six Sense. And uh, the Village is good. The vi- Oh, uh... Uh, signs now, yes. Now, the village that's controversial to say, but it is good. Yeah, the village like. is it's a great concept. I like the idea of it, but but this one, it's it's like uh, he, he's just given up. I, I, he's given up completely on a writing for sure. Because, well, you got to think, man, right before he did this, he did glass, which should have been it should that glass should have been. The, the 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 coup de gras of his the pinnacle of his filmmaking career yeah because he set it up perfectly with split he did set it up perfectly this is all taking place in the unbreakable universe this is a comic book trilogy that you didn't even know it was a comic book trilogy and then it just just shat the bed yeah it's bad it's real bad but would you say old is worse yes <laughs> old is a million times worse so okay it is not um, it's not his intellectual intellectual property. Mm. It is something that exists already. No, yeah, no, I knew that. Um, it's a French graphic novel. Sure. No, it is. Sure. Um, that's probably right. Um, so so the characters, if you want to call them that, are as one dimensional as you can get. Okay, Mm -hmm. they, so, okay, so Gael Garcia Bernal, okay, shout out to Amos Peros, shout out to Mozart in the Jungle, shout out to Itumame Tamiyo, all right, Um, and Motorcycle Diaries and the Science of Sleep and blah, 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 okay. He's also in Coco. Yes, so, um, I love Gael Garcia Bernal, and I'm just so disappointed that he's in this, and I just feel bad for him, if I'm being honest. Um, He... He works like for like insurance and he does statistical analysis, right? Uh huh. Dude, you haven't seen it, right? No. Okay. When I saw the pitch meeting and the honest trailer for it, I was like, oh, this is dumb. So, like, what he says, he goes, um, you are something, something percent more likely to something, 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 blah, blah, blah. That is his identity. His identity is his occupation. And that is sort of. If you think someone's identity is their occupation, you're going to love this movie because everyone's occupation is their identity in this movie. It's insane. Because yeah, I know their son will be like, 
What's your name and occupation? Yes, that's how he. That's how we are introduced to people. Is the that is his son's quirk, or they're both they're both their kids, right? Who uh, runs up to people? What's your name and occupation? You know, and they'll give you their name and their occupation, and that is their identity. <laughs> you know. Um, okay, so <laughs> so that that drove me fucking crazy. I couldn't believe it. It's like the most laziest way to write exposition through dialogue. Uh-huh. You know, it's like you think you're being clever because you're making it like his autism quirk or whatever the bullshit. But it's stupid. And he's not even autistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at least make him autistic. Yeah. And then you have Alex Wolf play the son. Oh, yeah. We should mention that they're on the beach that oh, ages right. them. Yeah, yeah. They're on a beach. They age rapidly. Who fucking cares? So, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, and shout out to uh, Rufus from Dark City. Uh, he's in it as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Shout yeah. out to our Dark City episode. Yeah, which is much better than this. Um, uh, he's racist in this movie, by the way. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, because I, I remember, I think it was the pitch meeting where they talk about how he says something to uh, the rapper. Mid-sized sedan. Mid-sized sedan. And oh, my God, it's so like fucking goofy. very racist. It is very racist. And, okay. So, I don't know if M. Night is racist. I don't want to. I don't want to make rumors, okay? I don't think he would be. No, I mean he probably learned some things from Mel Gibson. That's all I'm saying. When he did Signs. Okay, so he's not racist. I don't think. But I don't think he is. I mean, why would he be? But anyway. <laughs> well, here's how I know he's not because he makes this guy. <laughs> oh. He makes this guy super one dimensional, which I guess races are kind of, but still, right? Uh-huh. It's it's not done naturally, right? In a way, like it's done. It's just super it's heavy like handed. It's, it's, I was about to say it's overly. Yeah, it's super heavy handed. Um, mid-sized sedan and the and the other black woman who's on the beach make a black don't crack joke, you know, because they're not aging as rapidly as or don't seem to be uh-huh. aging, and uh, they're like, I bet you they wish they were black, huh? Um, so that was dumb. Uh, six-year-olds have sex. That's another thing that I didn't like. Um. I mean, they're in the bodies of, like, teenagers, but they're six, right? It, it, you know? It's still, but that's, that's not consistent either. And they're... The kids who are, like, six, when they're aging, they're gaining wisdom they shouldn't have, right? Uh-huh. It's like you need to establish these rules, right? But it right. keeps flopping back and forth. Like it's not staying consistent with what these kids know and what they don't know as they age. Right. Um, right. it's like this, like, it's like, uh, shout out to the venture brothers. It's like the, the beds that Hank and Dean lay in that they learn information that they're just like acquiring this information as they're <laughs> aging. Yeah. I like, That's I like dumb. that show. Yeah, like shout that. out to the Venture Brothers. I like that show. HBO Max is uh, yep. doing a movie for them, oh, and, th- and that's how they're going to close it all, Very close cool. the show out. Please hurry with that. I need more Brock Sampson in my life. I agree. Anyway. So old. Okay. So um, so that's, all that is dumb, right? Yeah. Um, again, the, the sex was awkward, right? Because then she's pregnant, right? The uh, Instantly pregnant. Yeah. Well, of course, because they're aging right everything. Uh, and then, of course, she births the baby and it dies immediately because that's it's he and like that time works differently there but see that wouldn't make sense right because like wouldn't the baby start to age oh my god dude okay so like wouldn't it be like a benjamin button situation i don't know maybe so good point i don't know and who cares because (laughs) they don't care the movie doesn't care right um 
I think my biggest problem with the movie was that, and it, he may be taking it from the source material. I don't know, but the the rate at which they're aging is so fast that these moments are happening so quick for these characters, right? Uh-huh. Again, that's in quotes because they're really just occupations with names. Um, they're happening so fast that we're not sitting in, in sitting or sitting. Did I say that twice? Yeah. We're not sitting with these consequences. We're not, you know, contemplating them. We're not getting to have these characters be in the moments, right? right? They're happening so fast that this happens and this happens and this happens and this person dies and this person dies and this happens and this happens. And we're not, we're like, wait, and I get, maybe that's what he was trying to get at is things were happening too fast. Right. Uh-huh. Um, it's dumb, uh, for a movie, right? Right. Because a movie needs to sit with these moments, it needs to have the characters contemplate and process things that are happening around them. And right. there's not enough time for that in this yeah. movie. It's, it's the pacing is atrocious. I don't know how long this graphic novel is, but, or it maybe it's a series of them. I don't know. I will never, <laughs> because apparently that kid sex thing is happening in the, in the uh, graphic novel, in the graphic novel. Yeah. Really? Apparently that happened in there, which take it out, take it out. I hate it. But you'll leave, you'll let Stephen King leave in a, a run a train on Beverly and it. That's in the book, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he put? Did Muscanetti put it in the book in the movie or not? No, he didn't. And there's a reason why, right? Right. So, it it it's different in literary like, form, somehow. Okay. So what you're saying is, had the graphic novel done it, and M Knight saw that, was like, yeah, we're not. Doing That's that. too much for a movie. Yeah, because. Again, <laughs> things are happening so fast, right? And and these, okay, there is a scene, uh-huh. and I'm sure you know because you watch those things, right? Where the the mother of the our protagonist, our you know whatever, uh-huh. uh, the art curator, which is what she is, uh, she has a tumor, right? And they cut it open. They, oh yeah, yeah, they pry, and yeah. they have to hold her her wound open so it won't close because again. Things move very fast and wounds heal very fast because it's accelerated rate, whatever. And they take it out, right? And it's the fucking size of like a like a small ball or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's like a fucking tangerine. Yeah, wound. and that's something that they bring up in the pitch meeting. It's like, wait, wouldn't the germs from their hands and her open yes. wound get into her brain and yes, cause something else? Because um, she cuts the guy with a rusty knife and he dies from uh, like a te- whatever like tetanus or something or whatever, shit. right? Like yeah. it poisons his bloodstream. You know what I mean? And so, yes, absolutely. It would have if they had followed their own rules, which they don't. Um, but see that happens. And then almost immediately something else happens, right? Like we're not sitting with the fact that they, they just, just ripped a tumor out of her head and, and she's it healed fine. like that. Right. Because of course, like it's just so silly and it's too much. And it's written very poorly. The dialogue is bad. The yeah. acting isn't great. Yeah, I uh, I remember from the pitch meeting, they kind of made a joke about... I'm going uh, around in circles about this, but I just don't like it. Uh, about how, like, the writing is like, yeah, that's I guess that's how humans talk. Yeah, this is... <laughs> that's how humans talk to one another, right? I think so. 
Yep. Yep. It's not. Right? People don't talk like that. <laughs> and it never brought up why mid-sized sedan isn't dead, even though he was there the night before. Right? He's been on the beach for over... 24 hours? 24 hours. Huh. Yeah, that is... Yeah. Big boy dump. Oh, the twist is it's a pharmaceutical company that they found hundreds of people to keep the secret that they are killing people on this beach. Kids included. So Yeah, and uh, M. Night, uh, in uh, Tarantino fashion, is in the movie and is, I guess, the observer and doesn't wait long enough for oh, yeah. the brother and sister yeah, yeah, yeah. when they swim out. Oh, yeah, they figure out that it's the coral that, that's that can causing protect them. That can protect them from the effect of the natural effect of the aging process that they can go through, swim through the coral and it protects them. Whatever, it's stupid. Well, since he doesn't see them come up, he's like, oh yeah, they're all dead. Nope. And they are not all dead. Sorry, my phone is going off a lot. Jeremy just got off of work. Yeah, I did. And you can tell by what I'm wearing. Um, Oh, and my Green Knight um, uh, vinyl just got shipped. Oh, you bitch. Uh, So that's exciting. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I'm kind of done shitting on old. It's the worst movie I've seen in a while. Um, uh, which, you know, I, I hope it's up for some Razzies. I know that's coming up. Um, <laughs> I've never cared about that, but I hope it does. I want this movie to fail because it took the place of something that could have been better. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's only a finite amount of space, you know? Yeah. And there's only a finite amount of money that studios give to movies and filmmakers and they wasted it on this and they shouldn't have. So, um, by the way, Jared Leto's up for a Razzie for house of Gucci, by the way. Are you shitting me? Yeah. But I thought that movie was going to get like an Oscar nomination or get it. (laughs) Oh dude, we need to talk about Oscar nominations. We'll do it at the end. Um, all right, go ahead. So my next one, um, so I was really trying to think about it and, uh, think about if I wanted to do a new, New one, but then I decided I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm done by the way. So oh, I don't done? have another one. Okay, uh, so I decided I'm gonna keep this one. Okay. And it's from Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> I will never get over this. I will never get over. Oh man, from Dust Till Dawn. God, you hate this movie. It just. <sighs> I get it. I, I you listen. I understand. Okay, Go ahead. so for those of you who've never seen From Dust Till Dawn... It's great. It's from director Robert Rodriguez, and kind of like you with Cameron, Robert Rodriguez has done some really good movies, okay? Sin City, awesome. Awesome. What he's done with The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett, awesome. Yeah. He's not a bad filmmaker. Um, you know, Planet Terror was a really good intentional B-movie. I like Planet Terror. Really great. Yeah. It just like yeah, <laughs> he did this after he did um, El Mariachi, right? Or uh, or was it? Because it's El Mariachi, then Desperado, and then once he did upon after a... Desperado. So this is after Desperado. Okay, so Desperado, Desperado is a fantastic movie, but it's just like uh, like, and as I said in the original recording, it's like he and Quentin Tarantino, who uh, if y'all didn't know. They are friends, very close friends. It's like they got in a room together and he's like, man, you know, I got this idea for a movie, Quentin. Can you help me out with it? And Quentin's like, well, here, I'll tell you what. I'll write the first half of the movie for you. (laughs) 
And then you can write the last half because the first half of the movie is so good. Yeah. So good. Two brothers, George Clunes and Quentin Tarantino himself are just these murderous bad guys. Very bad guys. Very bad guys. Like George Clooney. Uh, is less bad. George Clooney is less bad. He, he's less bad, but he's still pretty bad. But Seth, uh, Quentin Tarantino uh, is awful. Yeah, he's the worst. Real bad. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, he rapes and murders. Yeah, he was going to rape uh, uh, Jeanette Lewis. Yes. Or Juliette Lewis. But you would have been fine because you hate her, so. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have been fine with the uh, nah, uh, rapes. Fine. But, I mean, I am fine that she's just, like, left in Mexico. At the end of the <laughs> but anyway. Um, but, like, it's so good, you know? And they, they got to get to Mexico because they're selling something. I don't remember. I honestly don't either. And so they hijacked this family vacation of Harvey Keitel, uh, Juliette Lewis, and uh, her adopted brother. Yeah. And pretty much says, you're going to take us to Mexico, and once our buyer, whoever the fuck, uh, gets what we need, y'all can go. Yeah. Um, and if you're trying get... to picture the brother, picture the kid from Up. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that's pretty oh much it. That's pretty much it. Uh, and they make it to Mexico, and everything's fine. But then it's actually not. Because uh, their contact told them to go to this strip club. Be like, I'll be there with whatever. And the titty twister. The, the titty twister. And that's also fucking so dumb. It's a rad name. But, you know, I let that slide. I was like, when I first saw the movie, I was like, you know what? I'll let it slide. Yeah. Because it's, it's a strip club. It's supposed to have some stupid name. But then it just pulls a full 180. And the, this fucking strip club is run by vampires. Yeah. And not like, not like Dracula cool vampires. Like full like bat-esque Think, think... Yeah, they're like bad human hybrids. Think Van Helsing. Oh, yeah. With huge, huge jacked man. Ooh, that's also not a good movie. It's not, but Hugh is the silver lining. I remember liking the video game, though. I never played the video as, game. As not a video game guy, I was like, oh, I like... I never played the video game. Oh, okay. I only liked the movie because of Hugh. Because Hugh, he's the yeah, man. of course. Yeah. Um, and Kate Beckinsale. Of course. Um, anyway... Uh, but you so think of that think of think of that you think that sort of vampire yeah. like and it's just <sighs> like had it been more more like bram stoker's dracula sort of oh that's another one gary oldman does like full bat-esque vampire makeup but like had it been just like fangs i think i would have been more fine with it but no it's and then just like escalates and everyone like fucking dies except for yeah. George Clooney and Juliette Lewis. And it just like, and then like Harvey Keitel gets turned into a vampire and Juliette Lewis has no choice but to kill him. And it's just, Oh, that was tough. That was a tough scene. Oh my God. That was a tough so scene. Bad. Well, so, I mean, George Clooney had to do the same thing to Quentin Tarantino. Well, actually no, he thought he was dead. Yeah. And then he comes back as a vampire and he, then he has no choice. Tough but to scene. Kill him. Tough it scene. It just, it's now, what oh. now I will tell you I do like this movie very much. Now I know you do. I know. So I I will tell you the thing I hate about From Dust Till Dawn. Okay. And it is and I cannot believe Quentin gets people to do this for him, women. Um is he did he got to do his foot fetish thing by sticking her foot in his mouth. Um do you remember this? Sama Hike pours booze down her leg. Oh yeah. And she sticks his foot her foot in his mouth. Oh my god! And I'm like, dude, he's like fucking J and his D right there, homie. <laughs> he loves that stuff, and I think feet are gross. Shout out to our season one, episode one. Uh, yeah, Quentin has a foot fetish. Ugh. Um, it's awful, and it continues to this day. 
Uh, I'm surprised with, uh, Selma was cool with that. With uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because um, her feet. Oh, yeah, are like it, pressed up against the. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's so much women feet and women feet in that one. I, but I think the other thing that really fucking gets me about this is that it's revealed at the very literally last shot of the movie. It's revealed that the Titty Twister strip club ha- is actually built on an old like Aztec temple. So it's always been there. Yeah. And so these essentially the vampires have learned with the times. And it's just, <laughs> oh my god! It's so... well, that's why you gotta watch the show for more lore. No, you know? <laughs> as as you were kind of getting on to me uh, off mic about you know the book of Boba Fett and yeah. the Mandalorian and all the lore surrounding Star Wars. Right, like, that's how I feel with yeah. It's lore from just made Dunn. up bullshit. Yeah, and yeah. and like and like yeah, I've heard the show is actually really good, and it's not. It's pretty good. I've seen not I've at seen a few all episodes. like cheesy, but I just uh... no okay. Now, Didn't they make a sequel to this? Oh, they've made a few. Now, those I haven't seen. But uh, the show is all right. I've seen a few episodes of that. Now, I will tell you, I understand, okay? The reason you hate it is the reason, like, Dad and I love it, is the fact that it pulls that 180. Now, now see, I agree that a full movie, a continuation of of the Gecko brothers, uh-huh. continuing their quest or whatever the shit, shooting people... And fucking, like, you know, ripping people's heart or whatever they're doing. Uh, like, ripping skin off and wearing it, whatever Seth does. Um, I would be super into that. That I I like. Uh-huh. I think it's the ridiculousness of the vampires. And on purpose is why I like it. I think that that 180, that sort of, that, that rug being pulled out from under me, I like it. Well, see, like... In- it's silly, and I didn't care enough anyway. I didn't like the beginning as much as you did i thought I, it was just okay i love the beginning i know the beginning is so good i think if i liked it more i'd be just as upset as you were especially when they at the, the beginning of the movie they blow up that fucking gas station after they killed the attendant oh john hawks shout out to john hawks i think he's one of the most underrated actors of uh of our time john hawks um see winter's bone if you don't believe winter's me bone. or or martha marcy may marlene so go see those <laughs> and uh, you'll see what I mean about John Hawks, man. He's great. But I just, I, and I just can't let it go, man. I know you, you know, can. and like, and I like, I like movies that have a one eighty. You know, shout out to our Parasite episode. The one eighty in that, yes, is mind blowing. Yeah, because you're like, you think, oh, it's just this kind of quirky comedy. No, it's a drama. It's just going down, son. Shit is going down. But in this one eighty, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> like, and I can't forgive it. And like. Yeah, cool. Like, I'm happy George Clooney makes it out alive because I love me some George Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney. But, like, I can't forgive that. I understand. Listen, I'll hate old till the day I die. <laughs> so you'll, you'll, you'll hate old until you're old? Yes. You'll I, be on your deathbed and you'll be like, fuck him, Knight. Fuck him, Knight. I'm alive for old. And then die. <laughs> or, and whatever fucking bullshit he's going to do next. Because, again... I don't know. Given his track record, he'll, he'll, you know, he usually cranks out like two bad movies and then the next one is fucking awesome. I really liked The Visit. I thought it was good. And honestly, didn't see that twist coming. Have you seen it? Um, I know of it. Okay. Uh, I don't, I've never seen it, but I know, I know the twist is that it's, that's not actually their grandparents. I didn't see it coming. I thought it was great. You know, that was rad. And, you know, like I, he, 
produced it. Uh, Devil, uh, they're in the elevator. Oh, right. You know, that was kind of cool, I guess. It was fine. But I heard a lot of people kind of figured out pretty quickly it was the old woman. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. You know, uh, Logan Marshall Green, I'm a big fan of. And so, like, you know, uh, Logan Marshall Green. Um, See his directorial debut, uh, Adopt a Highway with Ethan Hawke. That one's really good. And see him as an actor in Upgrade. That's also very good. Uh, It's a, it's a, twist on this uh sci-fi action film it's very good hmm. uh, interesting yeah yeah uh, which is a lee wynell movie by the way um oh yeah shout out to saw yeah shout out to, saw. Shout out to invisible man uh with uh elizabeth moss that one's really good um sorry i don't want to <laughs> just shit on movies in this episode even we, though we like movies guys. i like movies guys it's just i don't like these you know <laughs> well uh well, I think I think that's enough hating. So you said you want to talk about some of the Oscar nominations before we wrap up. I do this because bonus. I'm upset. Don't look up. Got nominated for best picture and really not, and not um, Green Knight. Really not uh, Tragedy Macbeth. Not uh, Come On, Come On. Um, we're you know so like so virtually all the A24 movies that came out. Yeah, they didn't get well. Didn't get picked. I think maybe. Uh, Tragedy Macbeth doesn't count because it's 2022, I think. Um, but Green Knight counts. Yeah, Green Knight counts. And Green Knight didn't get no, a single nomination. Because uh, Tragedy Macbeth came out Christmas Day in theaters. True? Oh, in theaters it was Christmas and Day? And then, then they put it on Apple TV+. Plus. Oh, well then. Okay. Because I, were, I wanted it. Even though if I didn't get to see it in theaters, that was fine. But I would rather have seen it in theaters. And I, yeah, didn't, of course. Get a, I didn't get a chance of to. Of course I would rather have seen it in theaters. Um, it was amazing. But. Okay, well, no Oscar noms. That's that's wild, man. Um, and, and why don't look up? I mean, like, I do want to see it, and I've been because it's not the it's not that good. It's good. No, no. I mean, like, why would they give that one a nomination? I don't know. I don't know. And what's funny is I'm seeing the like the Oscar nominees, like the Best Picture nominees. They use the posters, uh-huh. but they also put the Rotten Tomato score there for some reason. And and and, and, and don't look up as a rotten score. Yeah, it has a rotten score, which I think is funny. Mom says it's great. Uh, it's a good satire. Best picture of the year? You don't no. think so? Not well, even fucking. At close. least, our boy Andrew Garfield, he's got two nominations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's got he's got those two for uh, Tick Tick Boom and uh, Eyes of Tammy Faye. I'm assuming. Yeah, Eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, I liked and the um, and Jessica Chastain got that one. because uh, nice. she was good in that. And okay, so. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of them, uh, these nominees. I need to look through the list to see which ones I've seen and which ones I haven't. I am desperate to see Drive My Car. Um, Desperate to see it. Uh, It looks amazing. Now, I don't want to say the country of origin because I don't know. (laughs) And I don't want to say the wrong one. But uh, but I'm desperate to see it. It looks so good. And it's up for Best Picture. Hmm. I just can't believe Come On, Come On didn't get um, a nomination. Power of the Dog got a lot of nominations. I haven't seen that yet. I, I've been told it's not the Western I'm you think through. it is. I'm halfway through right now. And it's good. Like, I, I heard some people said, like... It's it, definitely it's, not for everybody. I, I, I've been told that it's, it's really, really good, but it's not the Western that you're going to... Like, that you go into thinking it yeah, is. Yeah, Dad got through five minutes. And he hated it? And he said, no, thank you. Because he had just watched... Um, the harder they fall. Oh, 
I gotta watch that. And he too. said that was fucking rad. And I was like, all right, so I need to see that for sure. But then yeah. he turned on Power of the Dog. And goes, nope, too slow. I hate it. And so, um, and so you know, I mean, whatever. Like uh, my my cousin Dave, uh, go check out reviews by Dave, um, on YouTube. Uh, oh, he actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Go check out reviews by Dave. We'll probably put a thing, a little blurb. Up sure. There in the yeah, yeah, yeah. Go check out his stuff. Uh, he's just starting out. and He's got a few videos up. Um, you know, he pointed out that for a wide audience, uh-huh. Power of the Dog is not for everybody, right? Okay. And so if you're if you're thinking Best Picture of the Year, you know, obviously we want niche movies to be, uh to be nominated and to get some recognition. So power of the dog is great. I, you know, yeah, it's kind of like how I'll never, I would have never gotten a ghost story nominated. Right. Like I would have never gotten that dream. Right. Right. Because it's too niche. Yeah. Right. Um, so it, it's to him, it was very odd that, I mean, power of the dog is great. So he says, so, <laughs> but for it to get so many nominations is very odd because hmm. you know, I mean, tons of people can see it. It's on Netflix, but... Well, but then again, you know, the Academy is run by uh, Monkeys and Suits. I have, you know, I do have my horse that, you know, like I'll I'll bet on uh, for Oscars. But really, I've gotten sort of tired of it because... Because it's never the movie you want, man. And I didn't even see half the ones from last year. So, you know, it's... I think the last one I was super excited about was Parasite. Yeah. Um, and, and my it, horse won and it, it dominated yeah it did um but that was sort of a slam dunk win you know what yeah. i mean that wasn't fucking close you know the past couple of years have been super weird and mm-hmm. and it might not be as close so we shall see but we'll i see. you know i again desperate to see come on come on i need to see that yeah even though you know it's a you know fuck you academy um my I buddy get, zach says it's the best movie he's seen in a long time well it's 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 our boy Joaquin Phoenix. Yep. And uh, foreshadowing, we're going to be talking about a couple of his movies yes, we next will. season. Yes, we will. But, uh, well, Jeremy, would you like to wrap up, wrap up, wrap up? Yes, I would. Um, again, um, I know we give shout outs throughout. Uh, go see, go check out Reviews by Dave. Yep. My cousin Dave. Um, I want to see if I can come up with some other... Um, recommendations because we'll probably take a week or so off yeah so everyone uh, in case you missed last week's episode uh that is was our season finale and uh, series finale before midnight um and this technically bonus episode will still be a part of season six yeah. uh but we're gonna take probably about you know week or two off we need a new logo too and uh, we gotta we gotta make a new logo for season seven but then you know we'll be back into season seven um if you missed last week supersized supersized yeah uh if you missed last week season seven is going to be massive and we're going to be picking movies that we haven't seen uh meaning i'm going to pick a movie that i haven't seen but jeremy might have seen and vice versa um to keep you kind of fresh yeah yeah i and again it's an excuse to watch movies exactly. myself and it's an excuse yeah. to buy movies if i haven't seen um so <laughs> and i have changed my list a little bit so oh, oh any have you added any more criterion ones or not actually i think i got a notification that said the list changed because you shared it with that's me that's right so i can actually see okay, when good, it changes because i'll because i think i'm gonna make a few more changes because okay. i think i put the lost daughter on there because i wanted to see it it's the new olivia coleman film uh with dakota johnson 
And you know what? I don't know. I, I, I do want to see it real bad. And I think I just put it on there as an excuse to see it. But I think I just might watch it on my own. Okay. Uh, Last Duel, I think I took off. Because these are, I mean, these are new movies. Right. And of course, like, I haven't seen them. They're new, right? Right. They haven't had time. Um, I've heard The Last Duel is amazing. It's it's like Rashomon. And so, like... Which one? Last Duel? The Last Duel, yeah. Yeah, dude. Ridley Scott had two bangers um, come out in one year. Yeah, I mean, House of Gucci is sort of like a... That's okay, teetering it, a line. It's teetering, but the, I heard Last Duel was... Yes, I heard Last Duel was amazing. Oh, it's because you had uh, Maddie Damon and Benny Affleck. I mean, I haven't... I haven't heard of them since Goodwill Hunting, so I hope, I hope their their follow up is really good. Could you imagine if like someone came out of a coma, <laughs> only ever saying Goodwill Hunting, and it's like, hey, check out this new Matt Damon Ben Affleck flick. They're still making. They made another movie. They made another, wow, that's so wild. Like, <laughs> my man, they've made a ton of movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Benny Affleck's had a rise and fall since then, my man. He's had a rise, fall, rise back up again, and, and now he's yeah. plateauing. Yeah, he's plateauing. Um, he said he, he's hanging up the old cowl after the Flash movie. Almost drank himself to death. So, yeah, it's probably good that he... Uh... Yeah. See you, man. Um, excited for next season. As am I, man. Um, excited uh, we, I get to start season seven. Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> so, uh, so, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, yeah. everyone, we uh, we hoped you enjoyed season six. Uh, we said it a lot at the end of season six, but you know, again, thanks for listening. And uh, shout out, uh, shout us out in the comments a movie you hate. Yeah, um, let us know on the Facebook group, on yeah. in the comments, what movies you hate, or yeah. if you hate the ones we hate, or maybe you disagree with us. Maybe you like the movies that we hate. Yeah, maybe, and we Probably. will maybe talk about. It. I don't know. I, I haven't may. decided oh. my. If you say you like old, oh, I'm coming after you (laughs) with both barrels. He will will find where you live. I will fight you physically. All right, everyone. Well, we will catch you in a few weeks for season seven.